Welcome to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. The Ramsey is back in the hot seat and it's time to give it both barrels. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Okay, I'm back. The Ramsey's back in the hot seat here trying to kind of kick some ass. I'm here, I've got, I'm fired up, I am ready to kick some butt. What has been going on in the news recently today? Break, coming up in the show, we have legal tender snubbed, Scottish money snubbed at the Rugby World Cup shop. It's gone viral, video gone viral. Man wanted to buy something at the shop and, uh, and he was refused. Coming up, I'll talk about that later. We also have Spain economy. Is the Spanish becoming quite unfriendly now, or is there too many Brits across in Spain and they're getting us tad pissed off? And the bottom line is Jeremy Corbyn snubs the Queen. That is, if he went to this thing he was go- he was going to go to, he'd become a right honourable. And if he doesn't go, he just is the honourable. So I couldn't think he's many more far from the right as anyway. He is basically is about as left as you get. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. And we'll mention Fleur East. Fleur East, runner up of the X Factor 2014, and her new single is coming out. Debut single called Sax. Even though we can pre-order it, but we'll talk about that and talk about a brief message to Fleur uh, on our podcast. So, let's start with the most controversial topic that's got me fired up, uh, literally just within the last half an hour. Um, A guy, I'm going to actually read you the story, uh, if I can just find it. We've got a rugby fan, the Rugby World Cup. Now, what is the legal tender in this country? Pound sterling. It's not euro, it's pounds. So when you go to get your money exchanged, you get euros if you're going to Europe, parts of Europe. You go to America, it's dollars. But for some reason, we can accept, if you're down in London, which is, far as I'm, far as the last time I checked, is part of the UK. Far as I concern, uh, I last time I checked, Wales and Cardiff was that was part of the UK. Uh, also, Northern Ireland was part of the UK. Scotland was part of the UK. Edinburgh was the capital of Scotland, part of the UK. Queen comes and stays in Edinburgh. Last time I checked, the legal te- legal tender in this country is pounds sterling. So that means you should freely be able to use Northern Ireland banknotes, Scottish banknotes. If there's a bank of Wales, I don't actually know. That's something I don't know. Uh, for example, down in England and vice versa. English Bank of England notes, we have plenty up here in, in Scotland. There's plenty. We They get used no problem because it's legal tender. So, this guy video... Let's read this story. Uh, when this video is going viral. Now, I find this absolutely disgusting. And I think... But they'll happily accept... I think it's the... And they say it's miscommunication. This is the story. A Scottish rugby fan spoke his anger after he was refused the sale of a scarf at the official Rugby World Cup store. Now, OK, Rugby World Cup. Uh, because he had a Scottish £20 note. Now, a Scottish £20 note is sterling money. Pound sterling. Now, you should be able to go into a shop and buy something. And if you refuse it, uh, excuse me, they're refusing the legal tender of the country. But if you were to offer them a euro, which we're not even... They accept, they'll accept that more than their own bloody currency. And really... So let's just continue reading the story. Peter 
Mecham had gone to see the Fiji versus Uruguay match on Tuesday and decided to browse the merchandise store for a souvenir. As you do, you go to the Rugby World Cup, you go to things like that, you want to buy a wee souvenir to remember whether you've been to been to the events or like the Olympics, etc., or whatever. It's natural. Yeah, you're going to buy a nice wee souvenir just to, uh, <laughs> I mean, just to remember what you've been to because it's a lot, you're not going to be going to every Rugby World Cup. Uh, potentially, especially when it's in your own doorstep and it's in the UK as in England or the host nation. So he picked out the scarf and tried to pay with a Scottish £20 note he picked up on a recent visit to Edinburgh. He said he was left insulted and upset when the staff said they were not allowed to accept his cash. Peter, 52, a senior IT project manager who li- lives in Milton Keynes, later returned to the store to try again and filmed, try again and filmed the confrontation with, his shop, with the shop staff. And, a- and after posting the video onto Facebook, he shared more than he shared more than four thousand five hundred times and sc- uh, and scored over over one hundred fifty six thousand views in fifteen hours. As they say, that's like a, almost a, a thousand views, and it's, it's just crazy, man. That's the um, that's uh, with an hour, man. It's just like ten thousand um, within a, a, an hour, basically. Uh, Peter said, "I went to the shop and I saw a rally." A rally, a rally, really nice scarf. Um, all the oh, uh, anyway, a in a nice. He saw a nice scarf uh, with all the flags of the competing countries and thought, I, I'll buy that myself. One of the for a souvenir, you'll get them. I couldn't believe it when the official shop refused to take any of the Scottish notes, especially after uh, the ban on bagpipes. I had only, uh, I only had Scottish notes in my pocket, and I had, uh, and so I handed over a twenty pound note, and they looked at it. And they said I couldn't take it. I was so angry and embarrassed. It feels like insulted, not only to me but my country. After that, I, I went to get something to eat from the restaurant and got an English notes to as as change. So I decided to go back and try and see if I could film it on the camera. The Bank of England website states that Scottish banknotes are not legal tender. That the Bank of England notes are only legal tender in England and Wales. Hang on a minute. Since when does that? Bank of Scotland notes are not legal tender in England. Uh, okay. Uh, last time I checked, we were all part of the same United Kingdom. So um, so which plonker at the Bank of England is saying this? I mean, hanging about. So why, why should we, we... Well, maybe we should not start accepting uh, Bank of England notes. We should say, sorry, it's not legal tender in Scotland. Uh, it's time you got a bloody grip. Uh, really? How embarrassing. And uh, really? Uh, it's time that we stood up and said, this is pound sterling, whether it's Bank of England, Bank of Scotland, Bank of Northern Ireland, who gives a flying um, flying France? Who gives a toss? If it's But it's pound sterling. That is the legal tender of this current, current country, of this whole United Kingdom, this great United Kingdom, better together. But sometimes, yeah, I think we are better together, but the stupid... Idiotic, arrogant, thick twats. Sorry, twits with an A. Anyway, uh, who just don't understand what the currency of this country is and they can't accept Scottish notes. Hang on a minute. Really? Let's continue reading the story here. This is, bro- this is broken today within the last few hours. Legal tender in the Bank of England banknotes are only legal tender in England and Wales. Acceptability of Scottish or Northern Ireland banknotes at, as a means of payment is essentially a matter for agreement between the parties involved. That's total bollocks, really. That is utter crap. I've never seen so much codswallop in my life. 
life as really just utter what is it really um, in the video the shop assistant said we're just uh, being told that our managers have told us the managers uh, how oh. anyway I'm going to carry on reading here um, we're just being told that our managers have told us Peter then replies Scottish notes are backed by gold and tra tradable assets unlike English notes so when the Bank of England wants to print more money it just prints more money there's nothing behind it and Scots bank, uh, banks have to do it do is if they want to print money they actually have to buy tradable assets in the world and then deposit that with the Bank of England so our money is actually safer than, than yours one of the Sears clerks then is probably technically you're right but as, a, but as I said it's not down to me I don't have the powers Peter who originally from Edinburgh said he wanted to film the incident and bring attention to the issue of Scottish notes being refused he said I'd I did the video with the hope that it might bring some attention to the issue because there is no reason for this to be happening. I live and work in Milton Keynes but still have a flat in Edinburgh so I'm back up there seeing family and friends once a month. I keep Scottish notes in my pocket and normally when I use them in England people say there's, uh, they're quite nice and really interesting. Peter said he had filled, filed a complaint with the Rugby World Cup chiefs and, thir uh, and Thursdays someone from the store asked him to remove the video from social media. Peter added, I really like the Rugby World Cup to explain uh, wh why this happened and why they feel they, they could not accept the Scottish banknote. They have they I have been phoned back by the, the shop and the guy apologised to me explaining that it was a miscommunication. Miscommunication? My bloody arse. Uh, I'll tell you something, miscommunication? Yeah, I think it's just complete and utter ignorance. Uh, it really is ignorance and utter uh, stupidity. It should be educating their staff, educating that the UK currency is pound sterling. If you don't like it, tough titties. It is the fact. So you should be able to accept Scottish notes or English notes, whatever, whatever part of the UK you're in. It should be allowed. And if you don't like it, tough bloody titties. I don't give a flying monkeys. I'll happily stand and have an argument with them and say, this is pound sterling. and Because it's like going back to when Gordon Brown was Prime Minister, but he was Scottish. It's like him walking into a shop and saying, oh, and handing over Scottish notes, and saying, tell, tell, saying, no, you can't buy it with that. Really? Get a bloody grip, I'll tell you something. Going, just finishing the story here, he did say that uh, after being inundated by emails and asked if I could therefore take the video down, they, but I refused. I've had the problem before in London, and a shop assistant wouldn't take them, but more often it's just people looked closely at them and asked if they're legal tender ask, uh, and asking their manager. It shouldn't be a problem now. It's a problem that shouldn't should have faded out in the 70s. It's true. I mean, this is just why the hell are we refusing the same currency whether you're in Scotland, England, and really, come on, get a, get a grip. Really, this is absolutely disgusting how people are being treated uh, just because of their bank banknotes. Hang on a minute. If they want to purchase, it's, it's, but they're more likely to accept euros. Somebody said in a comment there, they won't accept Scottish notes, but they'll accept take euros. Euros are part of EU, so if you go over across the EU, even though we are part of the EU, but if you go across uh, and you obviously go to Spain or you go to Germany, you have to get Euros. But why? It's kind of bizarre. It's kind of silly why they accept uh, Euro. They'll happily accept Euros over the, the pound sterling, which is absolutely stupid. I think it's time something like the government or did something to educate or the Bank of England, or the Chancellor, did something, as in Gideon Osborne, uh, the Chancellor, if he actually finally did something to educate the country that what is legal tender in around the UK. So if pound sterling is the, cur the currency, why the heck is, it doesn't matter if it's Scotland, England, or Northern Ireland, or whatever notes that are handed over, it should be able to be, uh, or they should educate or have something sent down, or somewhere to shops, retailers,
in England or Scotland what notes what the notes look like so they know they can accept them and not just thinking of what's this is this funny money no I'm sorry so good on this guy for standing his ground good idea good on this guy for filming it and embarrassing these uh, utter tosspots and arrogant swines I tell you it's absolutely disgusting so I say if you don't like our money tough it's perfectly it's just as good as any other money whether it's Northern Ireland or, or England it's just as good um, and it's pound sterling so tough titties if you don't like it that's what I say so anyway where we go my next story uh, my next topic is Spain Spain economy I was in Spain on holiday I got back just on Saturday uh, I was there for 12 nights um, just went for a wee break myself just to chill out and to wind down uh, well I did have to wind down literally because um, I wasn't sure at the time I was going to be going because well, basically I had shingles I got shingles which is pretty crap yes I had shingles Yes, uh, a bit stressed, obviously, wound up a bit with shingles and it was not ideal, felt a bit run down. So they gave me tablets that were like the size of, you could probably knock a horse out, really, to be honest with you. So uh, taking five of these damn things a day uh, for seven days a week um, to get rid of the, the virus going on in my body, um, which was not in, which was uh, not fun. You know, like the walk, it felt like the walking dead for a while. Uh, so glad, I was glad I was get, got to go because the obviously shingles, if you had shingles before, you will know that um, if it goes near your eye, if it gets in your eye, it can be quite dangerous and cause you to go blind. Managed to get to go, take the medication, keep the eye drops, etc. What I was told to do, managed to finish some, but which is a good thing, and I felt a lot better. Uh, went into Spain, uh, did a lot of walking just to burn all, get get some pound a few pavements just to get into the sun and burn some calories off because obviously my usual day job day to job is a day job is I drive a lot but uh, yeah so I decided to go to Spain and what I was noticing I mean it's the fourth time I've been to Malaga I was kind of I was about fluty flying to Malaga and uh, I went to ben, I was in Benal Medina which you kind of like tournament in this area Fungarola um, I was staying in Fungarola no, Benal Medina and I'm going to say the let's just say the hotel. Let's, I'm going. I'll go to the hotel in a minute. I'm just generally, you get you no know, start to notice things. It's good you know your way around, and it's good to help people who you're not sure. You meet people from your own country, um, and you can help them out and say you lost. I can you can go this way or that way. You can get this bus to there, etc., etc. Which is what uh, tends to it's a, it's a good thing to do that because it means you're getting to, you can help others. Because nothing worse than being lost in holiday. You're not sure where to go, and you're stuck looking at a map. And it's also good to have a lot of somebody who knows where you're just to help them out and make things easier for for the people who are um, travelling there so, um, or on holiday. So anyway, let's start with my hotel. Let's start with my... Two, I thought, book us a two-star two hotel. Okay. Usually two-star, somewhere to lay my head, somewhere just to kind of sleep. Uh, you expect... Great, not too bad. I must have forgot that I didn't book breakfast, I only booked room only. But hey, that's just the way it goes. So... I probably quite. I'm actually quite glad I didn't make breakfast because the breakfast was just as shocking when I saw some of what they were serving. It was just crazy. Uh, talk about rations! I'll tell you something. So the hotel two star. Let's just say it wasn't quite the best two star. It was okay. Uh, air conditioning no. Air conditioning was a ceiling fan, a fan in the ceiling. So you turned it on, obviously. To, try and cool down a bit but technically after a while it just circulates the hot air and doesn't really cool you down that much so I like the heat it's good to have heat but when you air conditioning it helps it helps you to sleep I pretty much didn't sleep the majority of the holiday much uh, 
because it was so bloody hot. It was hot. It was on the first afternoon, not on the Monday the 21st, and the Tuesday, Wednesday, it hit about 37 degrees in night, near, near the end of the night. It was cooking, and not with no aircon. I was just like a boil, I was like a, I was like a packet of boiling the bag of rice going in a saucepan. It was just crazy, absolutely crazy. So I was a bit knackered, and you got a bit, when you're on holiday, you've got an adrenaline rush. You don't just want to lie in bed and just do nothing, but you kind of want to get up and walk around and enjoy the sunshine. It's just, what, it's just enjoy the hip, just burn the calories off. That's what you do, you don't want to sit down and just, eh, and waste a day. So I pretty much, yeah, so did all that. After a while, I did take its toll off, I've been knackered. Did start to feel the pace a bit. I was doing a lot of walking uh, all over the place. Uh, to take the bus a bit more. Sometimes the bus and things travel instead of the train. Go to the hotel. The hotel. So things a bit hot. So I got an extra fan. Didn't really work much. So I plugged it in. Try and keep things a bit cooler. But then, obviously, I took a little bit of food into the room to go buy some food. I didn't. You didn't expect. You could take some food, but I started getting ant, little bugs like ants, but smaller than that. I was thinking, huh, crap, not good. So got rid of the food. Uh, I told them that I've got little bugs to ask them to spray the room and they didn't spray it. I asked them again because uh, uh, they didn't do anything. So I had to actually physically go and uh, get the, the, the about as, I'll tell you something, the, the, some of the staff there are about as useful as a chocolate fire guard. A bunch of lazy bastards. I'll say that, sorry, a bunch of lazy brutes, a bunch of bastards, they really are. Because, uh, honestly, they could. Um, Sat with their finger up their ass half the time, so I had to get a, a, I had to go physically ask for ant powder. I got it handed to me. I had to go and do it myself. I had to go and spray the uh, put powder around the edges of the room to kill off these little critters, so I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, so I could get rid of them. So I'm not like getting bitten or anything or etc. So I had to go and do it myself and then give them the powder back. Now, technically, you'd think as a guest, the guy would get off his arse and uh, go and do it for you and um, kindly say thank you. But no, you have, I had to do it. Fucking hell! I didn't. I, I excuse the language, but I didn't. I didn't expect to get come and pay for a hotel and have to go and put ant powder around the bloody edges of the hotel room um, when I paid for it. Hang on a minute. You, you, it's not how you, you guest. I'm not here to work. I'm here to have a holiday. I'm here to go and treat your. I'm not a bloody pest control person. Uh, right on my back saying oh, uh, pest control here we seem to have a room saying uh, you've got ants can we get ant powder and yeah no. so I'm not a pest control man uh, so these lazy brutes decided to get off their fat ass and said and did it and actually looked after their guests a bit more it might be a better man they might have better reviews on their uh, on the hotel the hotel was the hotel Britannia two star uh, behind the Sahara Sunset Hotel, just behind uh, McDonald, the hotel. Um, I can't remember the name, but I'll remember it in a minute. Um, anyway, um, near McDonald's in Benelman Medina, so I recommend not using that hotel uh, in the future. Um, obviously, quite, it seems quite popular, I think it's quite cheap in, in certain times, but uh, let's just say, state of the art power shower, not. Air conditioning, not. The only, well, okay, let's just say they have four rooms with air conditioning. Wow, okay, why well, cannot just put air conditioning in the rest of the rooms? Might solve a lot of problems and maybe help those, help the people uh, coming so they don't fry uh, in the rooms. So anyway, another thing that I noticed, the, I think the Spanish economy, 
But before I go into that, let's take a quick advert, uh, break for adverts. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. <laughs> This show is brought to you by EdinburghDusters.com and IdeasGoingLive.com. Sup, it's your boy Relevision, host of Five Mics Radio, Fridays at 11.30, live from New York. Shout out to the Hattrick and Ramsey podcast. Okay, welcome back. Um, hope you work from our sponsors and uh, how to contact us. We, uh, Spanish economy. Um... I've noticed, I mean, in Spain, if you walk up and down, if you've ever been to Malaga or Benal Medina or Pungrola, um, you'll notice as you walk up and down, it's pretty much the same same shit, different shop. They sell towels, tacky souvenirs, general stuff you get. It's like going to Blackpool, really. It's just, yeah, probably just slightly like better quality souvenirs. It's just crap, really. But some of it's all right. It's not too bad. I found that the. I wonder how they're actually doing. I found it's a little bit unfriend. I found the Spanish a little bit less friendly this year than last. Well, last year and the year before. I find usually when you go into a shop, you get more olas and yeah, a bit more friendly. I find them a bit more. It was like hola, okay. It's like okay, but is exciting. But it's friendly or is it? Or, sort of accepting of us being here on holiday is a bit as... I mean, it's not like a bad smell, it's a bit as useful as a fart. I'm like a, a bit as welcome as a fart in a lift. Uh, so, I know I was like, well, basically my breakfast, I just went to McDonald's just to get a bacon, egg, meat muffin and a coffee, and sometimes a wee bit, it was just easiest, it was cheap. It was all right, it wasn't the healthiest. I went for other bits of breakfast and stuff just to kind of keep me going. I found they were a bit kind of... Some of the staff, they are a bit like, they almost... Instead of just giving you, saying, oh, hello, and be more friendly and giving you the money in your hand, you'd almost like slam the money on the counter and go, okay. And the, the kind of attitude, the, the frostiness that you could tell. And I wonder, and I do wonder, looking at all the shops and what's going on, I wonder how much they're actually making. I wonder how much, you've got a lot of tourists, yes. You do wonder how much money they actually make. All the shops, if you think about it, all selling the same, same stuff. And they're all there, uh, they're all, if you've got one shop selling a towel for 12 euros, the next one selling for 10, and so on, and all, the, the prices fluctuate up and down as you walk down the, walk down through the shops and from Torremolinos to Bena, Bena Medina, etc. Uh, you wonder how they make money because it's all the same stuff. It's just like this. You might as well just have one big massive shop with the same stuff and instead of having all these individual shops because it's the same, and there's all these little cafes and bars, there's some Scottish bars, there's Brit, like English and Etc. Etc. All selling and having steaks or there's a lot of Italians um, and stuff like that. And you wonder the competition is rife. So I mean, to, what it would just to get people in? They're almost like fighting for people. to well, if you see you walking past, ah, you want to get some food and blah blah. Come into our and get some food and sit down. Are you hungry? That kind of thing. They're almost like just giving it the hard sell just to get people in. So it must be things must be hard over there. And I wonder. Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap to live. It's cheap to buy. It's cheap to buy a flat or a house. It's, uh, then you get more for your money in over there than you do over here. Uh, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, you get the weather. But I've noticed that you things. The euro is euro's a crap currency. Euro is such a crap currency uh, because it doesn't go as far as you think. Chocolate, things like chocolate, is expensive over there compared to here in the UK. 
uh, it's cheaper here than it is over there. Um, general, what you look at your meals, the, the what you're going out, it's not as cheap as you think. It's not. It's like Poundland. Poundland is not everything. It's like okay, everything's a pound technically, but what isn't a pound technically? There's certain things that are not are, are not a pound, but they'd be would be cheaper, and some that are actually over a pound, would cost more than a pound, but are a pound. So it kind of all balances out if you see what I mean. So a lot of the stuff is generally is quite it's expensive, but it's not expensive. If you see what I mean. So it's kind of just because the money doesn't seem to go very far. Uh, so 10 euros is not going to get you much. Like 10 quid, you'd probably get a bit more than for 10 quid here in the UK than you were with 10 euros uh, if you're an equivalent of buying something. Um, but uh, I suppose when you do the conversion, it's okay. Uh, but hey, I think Spain is struggling. I think is there too, maybe there's too many Brits over in Spain. They're getting fed up with it. Maybe the euro is, they're getting fed up with the euro, maybe they need to go back to the peseta, they need to get out of the euro, um, and I seriously do hope that Britain is out of the e, the euro, because we're just getting fed up with the, the the EU making our laws, and if we don't do something, uh, we get punished for it, or we get fined, uh, we get, oh, you, you have to apply by X, Y, Z, it's time to take our country back, Britain to make our own rules, own laws, and not be governed by the bureaucrats, of the EU and Angela Merkel, who is music, looks like she's been slapped by a, the ugly stick or she's chewing a wasp. Um, and let's and obviously just couldn't make a, the right choice. She obviously opened the gates to her country and said, Oh, let's bring in all these migrants, these refugees. We're not refugees, we're economic migrants. And the way some of these migrants, or whatever you want to call them, um, have treated people coming into these countries uh, has been crazy, they've been violent and nasty out, uh, outbursts. Uh, it seems to have gone a little bit quiet, as you've probably seen in the news. It's not as in the forefront. It's not the top story, um, and it's kind of well, okay. So, I mean, the question is, who's going to pay for these? We, yeah, we can bring them into the country, but who's going to pay for them? Uh, it'll be eventually the taxpayer in the UK, even the people who live in these countries. And it's getting to stage. I mean, some of them haven't come from uh, Syria. Some have actually come from Pakistan. Some have come from uh, perfectly fine, perfectly good countries. And there's no war going on. And they could have just stayed there, but they've simply opened the door because she's opened the floodgates, and they've all come o come across. Yeah, I'm not saying help, don't help people, but if they're just when it's an op op once they get into the EU, once they get into Britain, they're not going to leave. That's it. It'll be hard to get rid of them. But I do think we need to either have a you can we'll take take our quota. We'll help help them. Yeah, fine. But we have to have agreement with us. Bomb ISIL. Bomb its troops on the ground. Take the guns to ISIS, and blow these, blow these sick bastards to the, to the Stone Age. Time to get rid of them. Look at Putin. Within a few days, he's been uh, whether it's true or not, he's been taking, taking them out left, right, taking them out like, uh, <laughs> like a game of battleships. Um, that's what he's been doing. He's been. Um, He's drone strikes, whatever, troops on the ground trying to get, uh, and just getting rid of it. And he's, uh, I think he's finally just taken action. Has taken Barack Obama, who's the, the youth club leader who couldn't uh, organise a piss up in a brewery, has taken, you know, just, oh, whether she do it, Britain has taken, uh, needs to do it as well. I think we just need to get our finger out and get, eradicate ISIS once and for all. If anybody who wants to support ISIS and wants to go over there, I say, get him on the plane, chocks away Stelios, and also, 
fit in or ship out. Simple fact. But it's going off topic there. But uh, you know going back to Spain, but I just think Spain is struggling at the moment. I think Spain is um, showing the cracks of maybe the the, two, the same with the the economy and the they're still struggling. I think they need even though they've got Britain a lot of tourists going over there. But Malaga's the kind of Malaga's before that it's mainly for old people. There's not many young people. It's kind of like pensioner city really. It's for mainly pensioners go, and that's what I've noticed. Uh, obviously, mainly the young people by Ibiza or um, Benidorm, for example. But when it comes to Malaga, it's, it's pensioner city. It's pretty much like getting on the bus at home and you all the pensioners are on the bus and they're going for their cup of tea in the scone at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's just exactly like that. So it's time for, yeah, it's just time for, I think, Spain, either there's too many Brits need to stop going over there, which is maybe that's what's pissing them off or something needs to happen, but I think they need to be out of the EU as well and it's time to get back into the, the peseta and back to what take Spain back and stop being run by um, a bunch of bureaucrats in, in Germany uh, in the EU. But anyway, let's not, excuse me, let's not talk about this Spain anymore. I came back, done my holiday, hotel was crap, but hey, it's a place to lay my head. And after 12, uh, 12 nights, I, after 10 nights I started to get a bit bored, I wanted to come home, so I had to deal with some business, and also I had to, I was thinking I've exhausted my time in Malaga, so it's time for a new, new destination, I would say, and I just banged my bottle of water down, so you probably hear that in the podcast, but hey, time for our next, let's take a break for our next topic, which will be Corbin snubs the Queen.
Okay, that was uh, music by Fozzy, that was SOS, their version of the ABBA song. Now let's get back on topic. Okay, welcome back. Uh, let's talk about the next story. Jeremy Corbyn is in the news again. Surprise, surprise, he's in the news all just about every day. Uh, let's, Jeremy Corbyn has snubbed the Queen. Okay. Jeremy Corbyn refuses to meet the Queen. Labour leader accused of snubbing monarch after saying he's too busy to attend Privy Council ceremonies today. Okay, how busy can you really be? Uh, I mean, this is the Queen who's the kind of mo- the <laughs> head of our state. He's the head. Um, this is the story in the Daily Mail, whether you like the Daily Mail or not. This is read the story. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn was accused of snubbing the Queen after it emerged he was turned down an invitation to a ceremony today to join the Privy Council. The Labour leader, um, who is a staunch, is a staunch Republican, as was expected to be uh, sworn into prestigious body, which involves kneeling in front of the monarch and kissing her hand while swearing an oath of allegiance. The spokesman for Mr Corbyn said he, he could not attend today due to a diary clash, but could not say, would not say uh, what this was. Uh, it has been suggested he may use a loophole to join the advisory body without ever meeting the Queen. He could join through a mecha- uh, mechanism called an Order of Council, whereby the Council agrees to appoint a member in absentia. Uh, this is used of, for leaders of Commonwealth countries. Uh, Mr Corbyn would have um, would have to confirm he, uh, he had taken the oath of allegiance, but would avoid kneeling before the Queen. Uh, he would be the first leader of opposition not to carry out the traditional ceremony. Tory MP Keith Simpson, a member since last year, told the Daily Telegraph it's a snub for the Queen in the sense that she is a constitutional monarch and she represents the constitutional way in which uh, we do business. And... Another unnamed member of the council said, firstly, it's deeply insulting, and secondly, it's not uh, not grown up not to go and see the monarch, and it's just extraordinary. I think he should be denied certain privileges, personally. I think stuff there's loophole. I'm no offence, this guy's about as left-wing as you get. Any more left, and he's basically uh, he'd be in the water. Um, so I would say, no, Jeremy Corbyn, if you want, special, you want special privileges, if you ask for things, I think you should be denied them. If you can't grow a set of balls or just go up and bite your tongue, whether you agree with the Queen or the monarch is or not, you should be going, you should oblige, go to the Privy Council, you should have done it, you should have actually um, done the, 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 in respect of her and done gone through the process just to, would it have done you any harm? Would it have hurt you? Would it have actually, sorry, I mean, what would have hey, so what? What can you have put on hold today just to go and visit, see the Queen, and go through this process? I think you should be denied privileges. I think you should never be in. The whole point of this is you get certain info on. Uh, you get the. Well, I'm gonna read this. Let me read this story a bit more so it explains the kind of what's going on. Um, the diary, his diary, um, his diary uh, commitment is private, uh, and it's understood his team have not decided whether he will kneel before the Queen. An ally pointed that David Cameron joined the Privy Council in 2006, three months after becoming Tory leader. Um, so Mr Corbyn was criticised for refusing to sing the national anthem 
uh, the Battle of Britain last month when he asked the BBC if he could kneel before the Queen. Mr Corbyn said, I don't know what, what was involved, so we'll have to find out about it. He was invited to join Privy Council by Mr Cameron when the Prime Minister rang to congratulate him on becoming the leader, uh, Labour leader on September the 12th. It was left to his staff to contact Buckingham Palace to arrange a date. As a member of the council, Mr Corbyn would have to write to receive intelligence briefings at the time of escalation of the war in Syria. The Queen returned from the Balmoral to London yesterday and will meet her Privy Councillors at Buckingham Palace today for the first time in 10 weeks. The advisory body, which dates back hundreds of years, uh, has more than 600 members, including ministers, bishops and judges. So, Jeremy Corbyn, I think he, I think he's a twat, personally. I think, OK, some people think he's just an ordinary bloke. People think David Cameron's a twat and, well, more of a, a pig, to be honest with you. Um, but, hey, that's, uh, hey-ho, each to their own. Um, but let's just say... Uh, <laughs> Let's just say I think he should be denied. I think if he wants, if he can't do the general protocol as an MP um, or a member of a leader of the opposition, he can't do the abide by rules. And this okay, I think he should be not denied a lot of powers, denied certain things. And if he doesn't like it, that's just tough titties. So anyway, that's just my view on Jeremy Corbyn. Um, but anyway, that's enough about enough about Jeremy Corbyn. Who gives a flying monkeys? But let's talk about Florida East. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. Flirt East, I'll tell you something. I'm following her on Facebook. Flirt, if you don't know who Flirt East is, just to give you a backtrack, if you're listening to this, Flirt East was the runner-up of the... Personally, I think she should have won it, but this is my, my opinion... She was the runner-up of the X Factor 2014 in the UK last year. Now, comparing her to Ben Hainow, obviously these guys are close friends. They're all they become good buddies while they're on the show. Looking at the pack, yeah, Ben Hainow, he was a, he's a good singer. He's a different, kind of more rocky, I think, kind of guy. Uh, um, but he wasn't. He's not got. I wouldn't say he's got the full package personally. He just start, He's more of a standing, just standing the singer. Doesn't really dance much. Now, okay, that's the, they were both in this up the overs category. Now, just to backtrack here, they, they flirt. They're both they were like overs as in your over thirties, like over twenty six or whatever it is. I think Fleur East is about late mid to late thirties, but she doesn't look it at all. Okay, but she is she's kind of yo- a young age of what she is. She's keeps herself in tip top shape. She dances, she sings, she works her ass off when it comes to doing performances and perfects it, basically. Uh, and I personally thought she she should have won it personally last year, but that's just my opinion. It's the obviously democratic vote down to the public, and uh, that's just the way it is. But you don't have to win these competitions, as we know, for the X Factor to become successful. Many people have become runners-up and have become more successful than the actual winner. And uh, even, like for example, Ollie Murs, he never won it and become more successful than... So, the it says it all really. Uh, but I, Florida East is being signed by Cycle. Uh, Simon Cowell's uh, entertainment. She's part of them now. She's also, uh, so she's been doing a lot of obviously writing songs, and she's now got a bit of a fashion. She's got a fashion uh, um, brand as well. So uh, maybe it's it'd be interesting to see more about that. Uh, she's also she's writing songs, performing, rehearsing. So she's now got her finally got her new song out. 
called Sax. Well, it's out in a sense, but you can pre-order it because I don't know what it sounds like. I don't know how... Personally, I can't comment say how good or bad it is. I hope it is a good... I'm sure it'll be good because of the way she sings and the way performs, so it'll be interesting to see how it is. Um, so, Sax is her new song, uh, which will be coming out shortly. Um, so, I think it's a few days or day, weeks, maybe. can't remember. I need to double-check that. But hey, uh, you'll, you'll see it on iTunes. You can pre-order it now, actually. If you type in Sax and you see Flirt East, you can pre-order it. Uh, so anyway, she has her Flirt East. I'll tell you something. Recently on Facebook, she's she posted a couple of videos on her on her Facebook page. She has been this girl has been let's just say, as Dwayne the Rock Johnson would say, she's been literally clanging and banging in the gym. She's been she's been pumping the iron big time. Now I say some there's two videos that she's had uh, of the gym that she's been. Now she's been working out. She she's been working on some hurting bombs. It's Rocky Balboa style in the gym. She's been kicking some ass in, on these weights. She's been eye of the tiger stuff. You want to see her is crazy. It's like wow, it puts. She's got a six pack, or she's got the she's got the body, the six pack that most men would die for, and even most women, to be honest with you. Um, she and there's two other video. Uh, who needs, I'll tell you something, who needs Ronda Rousey when you've got Fleur East? I'll tell you something, the fitness, on the, obviously, I've been looking at Fleur, between Fleur East and Ronda Rousey, even though Ronda Rousey could be, is very tough and I wouldn't want to mess with her, but looking at Fleur East has probably got a better, uh, uh, better physique body cause, uh, than, than Ronda Rousey, personally, that's just my opinion, because uh, she's just solid um, you see the, the man six pack the muscles are just about going uh, or there so basically she's got serious heart and bombs and also she Rocky Balboa style and I'll tell you something she's been clanging and banging in that gym as the rock would say rock doing the rock Johnson so we wish Fleur East every success in her uh, debut album her debut single I should say uh, so we look forward to hearing that uh, being played on the radio uh, and also we it'll be interesting if we can maybe play it on our podcast if we are get, we can get permission or just we buy it and just play it uh, whether that's allowed or not I don't know but it's giving her free publicity anyway so I'm sure she won't mind that but we'll wait and see but anyway that's uh, let's wrap up my first podcast back in the hot seat giving it both barrels so we, and just a summary of what we talked about in the show uh, £20 Scottish Bank not refused at the Rugby World Cup um, why? <laughs> pointless, stupid uh, ignorance personally uh, my trip to Spain I think the economy is going a bit it's not really working in Spain these days at the moment uh, the Spanish are becoming a bit unfriendly but maybe you can uh, with me or against me, you can disagree also Corbyn snubbing the Queen uh, I think he should be denied certain privileges personally I think he's an idiot and um, I think it's going to be interesting after the conference season is over. It's going to be interesting when PMQs starts when they start getting back into the maybe the, the boring old PMQs of saying in the Corbyn way. Just be civil and polite. Actually, just give it both barrels and start going for it. Stuff this new idea. Uh, so till next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for. Uh, we'll I'll be back. I'm actually using my phone to record this with my microphone because. I realised my microphone wasn't working on my computer, so I had to kind of I may have to get a different socket. But uh, that's the plan. Hatchet Ramsey Unleashed is going to continue going forward as a long-term project, uh, whether it be me 
or you have our trusty analyst as a guest contributor, but it'll be Jonathan Sutherland. The hat trick will be about. He's having to take a wee setback because he's busy with his family life at the moment, but he will be doing the odd one uh, at times. So you will hear him occasionally, uh, even though you've not heard him much, just to be blunt. Uh, but hey, he'll be it's, he'll be about when he's about. So main thing is, you're going to hear me! And I'm going to do some major, get some interviews done as well. And I'm going to make this fun, and I'm going to give hear stories like this today and give them both barrels. And I'll happily get. I'll make. I'll make things controversial if you want it. If you don't, but if you if you want to, if you enjoy, hopefully enjoy what you hear. So uh, let's listen. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. Until next time. Bye bye now. <laughs>